Hey y'all, it's Brawl, and you're listening to the Complete Roller Derby Survival Guide Podcast. This episode is going to be a survival guide for RollerCon. Um, before I get to all the like self-promo, top of the episode shit, um, this episode was 100% inspired by Batty, my friend from when I skated at Rocky. Um, Rocky Mountain Roller Derby, previously Rocky Mountain Roller Girls over in Denver, Colorado. Um, if you know Batty, she, she's amazing. And I love the enthusiasm that she has for everything that she does, but like her enthusiasm after listening to my podcast might've made me tear up a little bit. She's amazing. So she's definitely going to be on next season. Um, maybe talking about this topic. We'll see. Um, but she gave me the idea for this RollerCon survival guide. This episode is going to be obviously like my perspective as the whole first season has been. But if you have tips for people, if you've gone to RollerCon and you have tips for people who are attending next year, uh, send, send the tips in or come on next season and talk about it. Um, it's also like good timing because Black Friday just happened and that's when RollerCon tickets are the cheapest. That's when I've bought mine the two times. This this will be the second time I'm going. My first time was this past year. Um, yeah, it just seemed like good timing and Batty just suggested it to me. So thank you, Batty, and we'll talk to her next season. Um, but yeah, the basic, you know, rundown of promos promos for this podcast um we're on socials at oh my god i almost said blue ridge roller derby i've been doing too much marketing work for my league anyway um we're on socials at roller derby survival guide and you can email me if or dm me i don't either is fine but you can email me at roller derby survival guide at gmail.com find us on Instagram and TikTok, um, interact with us there. Also, if you go to the Instagram bio, there are links to other things like the bonfire shop, uh, Patreon, things like that. Um, I will be posting episodes early to Patreon, like before I post it on any other platform, at least like a day or two early, they will be video format, which I'm recording now. Um, obviously <laughs> there'll be video format instead of just audio. It's not like anything super exciting. It's just me in my office with my microphone and my headphones. Uh, <laughs> but if you want to see that it's on the Patreon, it's only $5 a month. Um, I will also probably be posting like outtakes and stuff. Something else that Batty suggested was putting like, I, I recorded an entire episode of, um, the respect episode, which was episode one, I believe. And I just couldn't bring myself to like post that on a public platform because it was me mostly being like angry and calling people out specifically without using their name about being disrespectful and how it has been detrimental to my roller derby journey or like my past league as a whole. And I didn't feel quite comfortable posting that publicly, but maybe for Patreon members, I'll do that. I, I could do that. 
stay tuned. Maybe I'll edit it a little bit. <laughs> but um, we're also looking for sponsors next season as well as people to interview. So if you connect with any of the episodes I have released so far or you connect with this one and you want to talk about it next season, that's what season two is going to be is talking to skaters or like other people in the derby community about the topics that I've introduced in season one. So also you don't have to be like a big household name, quote unquote household name skater to be on this podcast. I want to talk to everybody. You could be a big quote unquote big name skater. That's cool. Um, but my point is just like, I want to hear from more perspectives in the roller derby world that's the whole basis of this platform. So DM me, email me, whatever, if you'd like to be on next season. I haven't recorded in a few weeks and I feel like I don't know what I'm doing. And I didn't write notes. I'm just fucking going. Okay. So this episode is a roller con survival guide. I think I did relatively well at roller con this past year, it being my first time. I feel like I got to everything that I felt like was really important to me to attend. There were some things that I did that I will not do next year. Um, and there's a lot of shit that's probably more specific to neurodivergent people because I am neurodivergent. Um, if you missed the neurodivergence and roller derby episode, I am autistic and ADHD, probably have some OCD tendencies, etc. But the main way that that pertains to this is I basically am a state of chronic overwhelm. I have sensory issues. Um, yeah. So that's the perspective I'm coming from. If you have the same perspective, but more to say, or a different pers perspective, would love to hear from you. This past year at RollerCon, I feel like I prepared as well as I possibly could. I brought all my skate gear, <laughs> except for my like park helmet. I brought both pairs of my skates that I currently use, my like bonts that I use at the park, and then I brought my antics that I use for derby. I didn't end up doing the park stuff just because I was intimidated and it was so central. I felt like it was like a constant demo for everybody walking by, and I'm sure that's not really true. I'm sure people are paying less attention than I think they were. Anyway, I brought all my gear. I think I will pack it better next time. I'm still learning how to like travel with my skate gear, I guess. And when I told people how I brought my gear, they were like, are you insane? You checked your skates. I think it was fine. <laughs> it turned out fine, but it was risky for sure. I checked my derby bag with all my gear in it and I checked another suitcase that had my other pair of skates in it with all my clothes and stuff. Um, and then I had my carry-on that had like my laptop and stuff because I was working remotely for part of the time that I was at RollerCon. Maybe I'm not the person to be giving advice about how to travel with your gear because according to everyone, I did it wrong. You're supposed to like keep your gear on you at all times, but it's just so fucking heavy and bulky and I couldn't bear to do it. Um, I flew Southwest, so I had two free check bags. Um, also I have a Southwest credit card, so I flew there for free, which really lowered my 
costs while I was there. Um, I shared a hotel room with my friend uh, Hell Honey and then two teammates who I hadn't quite met yet from my new league here in North Carolina at Blue Ridge. And they were so sweet and I love them so much. Um, and it was very nice. I think it was a really good way to cut down on costs by having all four of us in a room with two queen beds and we weren't in the room that much. So having a quote unquote full room was not like an issue by any means. Um, and it was nice to get to know people that way. Um, let's see. Next year, I think I'm not going to stay at one of the like roller con hotels. It was just so loud. I slept with the headphones that I'm wearing right now, like my noise canceling headphones. They are the most comfortable noise canceling headphones I've ever found, but they're also so bulky. Like, I don't know how I, I was so tired that I like needed to sleep, but the hotel was so loud. Part of it was we were at the plaza and we were like, looking over our window looked out at the pool so we could just hear the parties going on at the pool 24 7. um i wanted to be at the the hotel with the pool parties because i love a pool party but ended up not going to the pool parties because i just looked out my window and it was like wall-to-wall -wall people in the pool and i was like yeah i'm not fucking doing that um i'm sure it was fun also I'm not a huge party person anymore. Like I will go out, but I think next year I'm going to be more selective about what I'm doing outside of the actual classes and stuff at RollerCon. So, so next year I'm going to stay at a quieter hotel. I have one in mind that's like, it's up Fremont from the plaza. And I think that I'm going to rent a car or my friend might drive again. And then we can use her car and like be more intentional about it because I get very nervous skating on sidewalks. I cannot do it. I just fall because I get nervous and I hurt myself worse on the skate from the plaza to the convention center than I did at any point in the actual convention center. So I will be driving or getting the shuttle pass, but I don't want to stay <laughs> roller cup hotels so i think i'll be driving um the shuttle passes sold out so i did not get one um and the hot tip for anybody who hasn't been the convention center is not that close to the hotels like it is technically skating or walking distance but it's like hot as hell and then it's not it's more than a few minutes by foot to get there so we found out that you could park across the street like or in the parking garage at the convention center for I think like five dollars a day so we started doing that because honey drove to Vegas so we had her car um and we would sometimes like coordinate with our you know hotel mates and see who wanted a ride back because the shuttle wasn't always running I believe I don't know if you can manage it, I would highly recommend figuring out how to have a car there because it's much more convenient. And especially for someone like me who is like suddenly like, I need to go home. I need to go back to my room now. I'm done for the day. Um, it was very nice to be like, 
hey, can you drive us back now instead of having to figure out the shuttle? Maybe the shuttle wasn't that complicated. I don't know. But I think that's just an extra step for me that I don't need. But yeah, one of the main advantages to being at a RollerCon hotel is it could be cheaper because it's like the, you know, attendee price. But also it was supposed to be close to the convention center. I didn't feel like it was all that close. So I'd rather stay at a much quieter hotel down the street. Next thing is um, for my sensory sensitive folks is bring ear protection. Um, I have been trying out so many different types of like noise cancellation and stuff since RollerCon that I wish that I had at RollerCon. Number one is these headphones. They are NC75s. If people like actually want to buy these specific ones, I can send you a link on Instagram. Just ask me. But most headphones give me a headache after a while and I needed to find ones that have big enough ear hole thing, ear muff things and the headband had enough cushion and didn't like press into my head anywhere. And these are them. I can wear them for hours and not get a headache. Um, but another thing, if you have just like AirPods or any sort of earphones, I know on the iPhone, you can like swipe down. If you're on video, I'll show you. You swipe down to like the, you know, settings menu on your phone and you can add, there's a little ear function or there should be and it's it's background sounds so if you want to like search how to turn on background sounds on your phone I also did that where I would basically it's basically just white noise but you can like add it under music also um I found that really helpful with these headphones or with my airpods which I just like clipped to my skate bag in a little case so I had them with me at all times um the background sounds were nice because it drowned out like the like constant noise at RollerCon or just like in Vegas in general, and my brain needed a break. Another thing that I now have that I wish I had last year, but I will be bringing next year, are these little, they're kind of like loops, but they're called Calmer. They're like hollow earplugs. So you can still hear everything that's going on. I'm going to try wearing them playing roller derby this week and see if it, if they stay in. I think they will. Um, they're very tiny and they just like sit in your ear canal. It kind of freaks me out a little bit that I'm going to like push them in too far or lose them, but they just sit in your ear canal and they kind of like dampen noises that are at a high volume or like are shrill. So I wore them the other day when we were moving tables and putting chairs out um, after roller derby practice. We had to set up for like a bingo event and it definitely dampened a lot of the noises that just like I can't deal with for long periods of time. So I definitely will be bringing those next year. Um, the main thing sensory wise is like a convention of any kind is going to be sensory overload roller derby itself is kind of sensory overload most of the time going somewhere new at all is sensory overload for me and then vegas is sensory overload there is not a quiet spot in that city i swear to god but i found like one or two restaurants that i really just one restaurant that was like quiet and chill 
and I will be eating dinner there <laughs> next year. And it's right next to the hotel I want to stay in because every other restaurant we went to was still like blasting club music. And I was about to lose my mind. Maybe everybody feels this way about Vegas, but it's just like constant noise. And I'm not someone who likes club music. So that on top of the fact that it's just noise was a bit too much. So finding ways to bring the noise level down for yourself seems ideal. Also one of the few quiet places was like the foyer of the convention center. I did go sit out there a couple times and just like put my headphones on with nothing on just to like dampen any, you know, noise that was exiting the convention center. And that was kind of nice. I went and like ate snacks out there. I think another big roller derby survive roller con survival tip that I have is just like scheduling. Um, a lot of my Blue Ridge teammates had like very specific schedules that they made for themselves based on the roller con schedule. And roller con does have an app like that shows you everything. It's not like the best designed thing, but once you figure it out, it's functional. Um, I'm kind of glad I didn't have a schedule, but I'll probably look more closely at the schedule for next year before I go. I was just like overwhelmed and couldn't figure out the app in time. So I just got there and then day by day was looking at like, oh, what do I want to do? But the biggest thing is like, don't overdo it. And also if there's something you really want to do, like star it on the app, you can like favorite things on the app. And most of the things that you want to do are probably happening more than once over the course of RollerCon. Most classes and clinics and stuff are taught or given more than once. So if you're going to miss it on the first day, don't try to like shove it in there. Go check and see if it's being offered on a different day that you have less going on. Um, another thing is I didn't sign up for any scrimmages ahead of time because I was dealing with an injury and I didn't think I would be able to skate in them. <laughs> I didn't sign up for any games. Um, you don't have to sign up for scrimmages. You do have to sign up for games. I do wish that I signed up for like a themed game, but I couldn't last year because I really didn't think I would be able to skate in a game. Um, there's like the high level games that are like kind of like the headliners of RollerCon, but then there's like other levels playing actual bouts aren't scrimmages that are like themed so there was like a dolly versus share one i was so upset that i didn't sign up for that one i was so jealous of my friends that were in that one um but yeah i think just like being realistic about the amount of energy that you have is smart and if you get there and you signed up for too many things drop out of them or don't go which sucks because you paid all this money to go but like I think that doing slightly less things, but not injuring yourself because you're overdoing it is the smart move and you'll get so much more out of it if you're not injured. So I think having like a buddy, if you don't know someone, I'm sure some of your league mates are going or someone that you used to skate with is going. So go find someone that's going that has like similar needs to you or maybe opposite needs to you and you can check in with each other. That's what Honey and I did and that's what I plan on doing with her and another like teammate from Blue Ridge next year because sometimes I was just sitting there 
I hadn't eaten all day except for some snacks that I had in my bag or like an oatmeal at the hotel. And I'd just be sitting in this loud ass convention center, like so overstimulated. And honey would be like, we didn't eat yet today. And it is 3 p.m. Can we please go eat something? And I needed someone to say something like that to me. And I knew that she would be the person to do that. So I was very grateful that we were there together. And I have made a pact with my friend Cha-Cha for next year. Um, It's her first time going. And we have a pact that we will exit the convention center if we were too overstimulated together. So find an exit buddy, I guess is what I'm saying. Um, Ooh, another thing is they have body workers like acupuncture and massage and like foam rolling and stuff at RollerCon. And they're pretty affordable, I think. And you should sign up as soon as you get there because your body's going to need that. I know that most people need it towards the end of the weekend, but those slots fill up. So get in, sign up. I'm someone who needs to be worked on before and after I go do something. So I scheduled something with my body worker here at home for when I got back and I got a massage like first thing when we first rolled into RollerCon. I literally did the bank track clinic thing and then I went straight to get a massage because my body was hurting from sitting on a plane and from being tense, from being nervous. So, oh, food is so expensive in Vegas. I think the best thing you can do is if your hotel has a fridge and like a kitchen, that's cool and that's great. If it doesn't get like, you know, one of my teammates brought a hot water kettle and it was a lifesaver. I went and got oatmeal, like the protein oatmeal cups. I got like protein packed breakfasts that I could make in the room or were like drinkable or something. So I didn't need silverware. Um, and that was a lifesaver. I packed so many protein bars. Like I have these ones that I really like that are like rice protein with matcha. So it was like protein that's easily digestible for me and caffeine. I packed a bunch of those like Celsius powders. So I had hydration powder. I had caffeine powder. I had protein bars. I think I packed some fruit or bought some when I got there. Just having like easy snacks that are accessible while you're there and work with whatever hotel setup you've got that you don't have to go out and pay an arm and a leg for some fucking nachos like honey and I did the first night. What the fuck? Also, we got scammed. (laughs) This is a whole, this is not really related, I guess, but like at the black and blue ball, which is the last event of RollerCon, we got fucking scammed because we stood in line at that bar for like a literal hour. And I was like, I'm not standing in this line again. We better get a picture. I asked for a picture. The bartender seemed very confused. And he, I was just like, recommend a picture that has tequila in it. What do you have? And he started like listing weird, I don't know. Anyway, it was $80. Another $80. I think it was 75, whatever. I was pissed the rest of the time. And I didn't even really get drunk off of it because it was not very strong. Bummer. Anyway, the point is, 
pregame and eat at your hotel if you're trying to save money because the shit on the strip or on Fremont is not cheap. There's definitely some shit that's worth it. Like I've saved some restaurants that I'm like, I will be returning here for a couple of dinners, but I'm not eating out every night. Like that shit was mad expensive. Also, if you have a car and you can drive like out a bit to go get dinner, that might be worth it as well on the nights that you're not like busy doing other stuff. Food was probably one of the biggest expenses that I had at Roller Coffee. Oh, another part I wanted to talk about is rollouts and like things that are happening at night. So like parties, rollouts. I think that like that's some people's vibe at RollerCon, but I learned very quickly that that is not my vibe. Once the classes are done for the day, I'm fucking going to bed. Um, I am not even 30 and I'm a giant party pooper. So sorry, but I did not come... <laughs> To Vegas to party. I came to Vegas to learn roller derby. Um, but I will be saving up my social energy for the black and blue ball next year, I think, because part of my concern was like, I didn't want to be hung over for roller con. I didn't want to feel like shit for this thing that I paid a bunch of money for. Um, so my plan for next year is packing wise and energy wise, I'm going to focus on classes and bout theme costumes and stuff throughout the week and then I will be going to the black and blue ball and have an actual ball gown or some bondaged esque shit that's black and blue because I've I love a good theme but I didn't lean into the party themes hard enough no that's not correct. I went to the neon party. I think I leaned into the party themes too hard when I was packing, except for the black and blue ball. I didn't realize like how all out I should have gone or like what the vibe actually was. So I just had like a black bodycon dress and like that wasn't that exciting. Um, so that's the one party theme that I will be packing for next year. The rest of the parties seem fun, but I wasn't really down to like go party after I just spent six to eight hours on skates. <laughs> I wanted to eat something, put my noise canceling headphones on and go to fucking sleep. So next year, catch me at the black and blue ball, but no other parties. I also was planning on doing the rollouts, but outdoor skating makes me very nervous and I'm not very fast in that setting. I like skating at roller at the roller park skate park but not like on sidewalks and shit and I don't know maybe I'll find a buddy and go to like one rollout if anyone wants to be a slow snail with me at the back of the rollout <laughs> I am willing to tap out I think honey was willing to tap out but I didn't want to make her tap out because of me and I think she had fun on the rollouts and she had this friend that was very fast and I was not trying to keep up. So my point is next year, I probably won't do the rollouts once again. And I felt bad about myself for not going. Nobody made me feel bad. I just felt bad because I had wanted to go, but it's not actually something I want to do. So like being honest with yourself about like, I really want to do this. And these are my priorities and these things, maybe not so much. And that's, fine. There's so many things happening. You cannot do them all. So you like have to prioritize. Oh, something, maybe I wasn't paying attention. I don't know, but something I didn't know before I got to RollerCon is there are these like headliner bouts most evenings. Like I watch 
Black Diaspora and Borderless Derby had about one evening that was like an amazing time. And you do have to pay extra to get into them, but they're all fundraisers. And I think that was like super worth it to stay later in the day and watch that bout. Um, so I will be doing more of that. And I think my partner might be coming next year. So maybe we can go watch together. Oh, another thing is if you can try to schedule yourself like some extra time off, some extra quiet time on your couch when you get home. It took me so long to recover from RollerCon. And I think part of it was like, it was this new experience and I didn't know how much energy it was going to require of me. And I just sat on my couch and ordered takeout for like what felt like months afterwards. And a lot of that is autistic burnout that was coming for me anyway, but I've heard from a lot of other people who felt the same way of like my bank account has not recovered because I've just been eating takeout because I can't even make myself food because I'm so tired from roller con still. Um, but I think next year I'm going to try to like freeze some meals or something before I leave for roller con, <laughs> like just tell myself that I will be down for the count when I get back and I need to prepare for that. And I have the ability to do that, thankfully. So I will be doing that. What else? What else? Oh, I feel like this has been like semi-negative and sounding like I didn't have a good time. I fucking hate Vegas for sure. I have no reason to go there other than RollerCon. Um, but RollerCon itself was really fun. And I think that I'll have even more fun next year now that I know what I'm in for and like how to accommodate for myself there. So I'm looking forward to next year. I think that it'll be even better than this past year. I did have fun and I learned so much. Um, I had a good time. I met new people. I got to see people I hadn't seen in a while, which was very exciting. Um, getting to skate with like a vast variety of people I think makes you such a better skater also a lot of us skate in this little bubble that is our league and even if you're like on travel team and playing other leagues it's still like you're playing leagues at your exact level and I think going to RollerCon and being in like classes or in scrimmages with people who are like just a wider diversity of people, especially like skills wise, different leagues teach people different ways, obviously. And like learning from those different ways or like seeing what ways were more effective and what ways were less effective is really interesting and really helpful for your derby knowledge. Someone who, Cha-Cha, who hasn't been to RollerCon yet, asked me, if I thought that the VIP ticket was like more worth it for, if it was worth it for a newer skater. And I think that the, I'm not trying to like upsell you. <laughs> I have no connection to RollerCon ticket sales whatsoever, but like, I think the VIP ticket is more worth it for newer skaters. Like it's worth it for everybody if you're trying to take classes, but like, I think that if, if you're newly cleared for gameplay, you're probably going to get tired of playing in scrimmages and therefore having more class options is probably good for you. Also just the learning opportunities there when you are at, at that level is amazing. Um, so I would definitely, I don't think I would go to RollerCon if I didn't buy the VIP pass. I think that the classes 
are really what's unique about RollerCon and getting to learn from so many different people from all these different like geographic regions and like derby perspectives and talent and skill levels was probably one of the most beneficial parts of RollerCon and you miss out on that if you don't have the VIP pass. I think maybe as you get like higher in level like if you're an A-level skater and you're playing in like multiple like headliner bout type situations and you have scrimmage opportunities maybe it's not worth I I think that you can still play in those things and not have the VIP pass I believe so maybe at that point you're like oh I have enough skating opportunities I still think I would want to do the classes but that's just me so those are my tips for RollerCon once again, I did have fun. <laughs> Sounds like I didn't. I was overwhelmed the whole time. Um, and I wanted to crawl in a hole when I came back, but I learned so much. I got to see so many great friends, make new great friends. I got to skate with different people. Um, I learned a lot. I ate good food generally, even though it was expensive as fuck. And... I do wish RollerCon took place somewhere else for fucking sure, but it doesn't. So <laughs> that's the uh, thesis of this episode is uh, prepare yourself for Vegas, especially if you are not a Vegas person, which I feel like Derby's kind of half and half. Like in today's culture of Derby, it's kind of half and half of like people who want to go out and have the party Derby experience and people who are just there to play the sport. There's a lot of people that are both. I personally am only kind of there for the party and mostly there to play the sport that I love and to hang out with my friends a little bit. Mostly on the track, though. I don't necessarily want to go to a club. So, would love it if we could relocate RollerCon. I know that's probably not going to happen. And if you're a RollerCon organizer, don't come for me. I just, that's my personal opinion. But I understand why. It's in Vegas, I guess. I just wish it wasn't. Anyway, that's all I had to say. Um, if you had more to say on the subject, <laughs> shoot me an email at rollerderbysurvivalguide at gmail.com. Find us on Instagram at derbysurvivalguide. You can DM me. You can email me. You can comment on a post. Um, you can come on next season. You can find our bonfire shop, which will have more stuff populated as time goes on. Right now, there is just the I Believe in Roller Derby shirts, but there will be stickers and stuff soon, and maybe more designs. Stay tuned. Also, Patreon will know about it first, so if you want to be the first to know, you should subscribe to our Patreon, my Patreon. It's just me, Brawl. <laughs> anyway, I feel like this episode is like especially unhinged in terms of my scatterbrainedness because I am tired this week and also I haven't recorded in a minute and I also didn't write any notes. Just going by the seat of my pants. So hope you enjoyed. <laughs> this has been the Complete Roller Derby Survival Guide. Um, it's a podcast on most platforms and you can also find us on socials or email me. And I've said that 95 times now. So talk to you later. Bye.